0: The Smash Daily Podcast. Weekdays 4 to 6 on 107.1. The Big Z. Radio for the Riverbend.
1: Yeah. This
0: What is going on anyone and everyone that might happen to be alive at this particular point in time? Big shout out to those listening in the spirit world. I miss you all. I love you all. Huge howdy to the High Holy Three and ha ha ha. Chop chop, I love you. I love you. Well, this is just in. I'm so glad to hear this. Oh, I got things buzzing all over the place. I don't want to talk to no one. No, no, I can't do that right now. Okay, so, 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 so. I was telling you about this uh, Joe the Pigeon yesterday. They found in Australia and they're thinking since Joe the Pigeon uh, supposedly came from the United States, that Joe the Pigeon may have brought some sort of bird flu and or COVID with it. And Joe the Pigeon flew from Oregon. That's where his uh, ankle bracelet, they got a little bird ankle bracelet on him, flew from Oregon to Australia. But he didn't fly the whole thing. He hooked onto a tanker and you know hung on and flew every once in a while with the tanker, banged to the tanker, hung on, made it to Australia. So now some guy finds Joe, feeds Joe. Joe's one of these uh carrier pigeons, these racing pigeons. And um Australia's looking for Joe. Australia's looking for Joe because they feel that Joe is a biosecurity threat. Because Joe the Pigeon, named after Joe the President, Joe the Pigeon might be carrying COVID from the United States into Australia and going to start spreading it because he's hanging around with other pigeons and the other pigeons get it and they fly to the various parks, neighborhoods, downtowns that pigeons go to. So now, today, it is set by the Australian government we, the Australian government, do not consider do not consider Joe the Pigeon to be a biosecurity risk. So, you know, Joe the Pigeon is breathing a sigh of relief, but let me say one thing. Joe the Pigeon, if you're listening, and if by chance he's not, I don't think he's listening. That's Australia. I, I know we're smash global media here, but... The other pigeons will get the word to them because the pigeons talk amongst each other. You know when you hear a pigeon go, like that? You're talking to other pigeons. There may not be another pigeon around, but when it goes, like that, that's pigeon talk. They can hear it anywhere in the world. So maybe some of you pigeons out there, listen to this, tell Joe this. The Australian government says, Joe, you are not a biosecurity risk. Come on back from wherever you flew away to, and come on back. We love you, Joe. We love you. You're not a biosecurity risk. We're not going to kill you. Because initially, they were going to kill Joe the pigeon. Just to, you know two things. Number one, to kill it so that he didn't spread any kind of virus he may have brought with him. Number two, to study Joe the pigeon so that in that study, something can be made of, hey, What does Joe the Pigeon and or any other birds bring into the country? So, what happens? Joe the Pigeon, I'm telling you, I'm a guy who knows, all right? I never lived the pigeon life. I'm sure you never lived the adult life. I know you've dropped on us, but I'm sure you never lived the adult life. Now, they're saying, Joe the Pigeon, don't worry, we're not looking to kill you. When they tell you that, Joe start worrying they're looking to kill you, all right? That's what I'm telling you. Joe the Pigeon, this is a rescue from a guy who has run from authority all his life in one way or another. So, Joe the Pigeon, wherever you are, wherever you're hearing this, any other pigeons, tell Joe, don't fall for what the government is shoving on you, all right? Do not do that. Why? Because they're trying to get you. And one of the ways they try to get you is false sense of security. And it's, oh, well, they're not going to kill me. I'm the pigeon, tag gone, and they're not going to kill me. Come out, what's the first thing they do? <sniffs> the taser, the, the pigeon tase, taser, you, and then they'll kill you. How they kill a pigeon? I don't know. Usually when you kill like like a chicken, you wring its neck. I would imagine the same thing goes with a pigeon. Oh, yeah, yo yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's trying to save a life. Right there, and Joe the pigeon. If you did bring, you know, some disease and stuff like that in the country, at least let somebody know, because if you did, you have reason to be killed. That's just me thinking pigeon talk. Stimulus checks. President-elect Joe Biden has announced a 1.9 trillion plan. That's just me. That's just me. He announced a 1.9 million trillion uh, uh, plan. Economic plan to help the country. Thank you. Why do not you to say it's a two trillion dollar plan instead of one point nine? Two trillion dollar plan to cope with the public health, and economic changes and challenges that have been caused by the COVID nineteen pandemic. And one element of the proposal is the new round of stimulus checks. Biden is proposing a one-time check of fourteen hundred dollars. That, along with the 600 that has already been put out in this first of 2021 stimulus check payout, that would be that $2,000 that the Trump administration and the Democrats had thought was the right kind of number. So anyway, there is a real plan and a real pain. So let's hope something happens with that, but look for fourteen hundred dollars to come sometime in early February is what they're saying. See, the problem is, and I ain't saying this the wrong way. I appreciate the fourteen hundred dollars. I appreciate the six hundred. You helped me pay some bills, but it's kind of like a total of two thousand dollars. That might get you maybe two months' rent if you're going to apply it totally to rent. And what happens after that? You're on your own. You gone. Sorry, can't pay the rent. In the third month, I'll still bye-bye, baby. Forget about it. Now, I appreciate the $2,000 total there, but I would rather. See, here's the problem with uh, the, the system. The system is those who are trying to fix the financial system don't have a financial problem. Let's put some poor people in there. Let's put the guy in there who is about ready to get kicked out of his house. Let's put the guy in there who wound up an executive, big-time executive with some company, and boom, he's gone. And then all of a sudden, it's kind of like, because everybody lives, you don't know, pay check to paycheck. All of a sudden, this guy ain't got nothing. He's gone. Thanks for the 2000 that let me last a little bit longer. Kept him from cutting off the electricity in the house. I paid the bill for three months. But I'm telling you what, somebody who got a financial problem needs to solve the financial problem. I understand there are economists out there. I understand there's big mathematicians out there, big accountants and all that. But hey, put somebody in there that's unable to pay his rent. Put somebody in there who's been robbing Peter to pay Paul to rob Peter to pay Paul. Then maybe we'll get something fixed correctly. I thank you for the $2,000 I got my 600 first. I look forward to the 14. I certainly appreciate it. But I tell you what, I'd like more than the money. I like a job. I like a job, Mr. President. I like it to be that America has jobs. I ain't talking about these $10 an hour jobs. They suckered everybody a few years ago into thinking, oh, well, America's really doing well. Look at how many jobs, how much employment there is. Yeah. At 8 to $10 an hour back then. You ever lived on 8 to $10 an hour? I have. You can't pay no bills. You robbed me Peter to pay Paul. So what I'm saying is, Mr. President, let's fix America so we can do our jobs here instead of somewhere outside the country. Let's get those jobs going, because I love the free handout. And I use the term free, because you're just printing free money right there. And I appreciate the handout. But I tell you what, that's not, a, that's not enough for any kind of financial positive longevity. Mr. President, Let's open up America so we can have jobs, so we can take care of our families. So that's where our money comes from. Not because you can go across the street from the Capitol building to the Treasury and tell them, hey, print me up about $2 trillion worth of bills. I'm going to send them out to everybody. Give me a job, Mr. President. I'll work. I'll make strong America. I'll make America strong again. A job, that's what I'm looking for. The opinion expressed is not necessarily parallel to that of any other humanoid existing on the planet at this particular point in time, but I bet it do. Speaking about money, it's all gone now, as far as I'm concerned. 92 years of age, Mr. Rogers' wife has passed away.
2: Let's make the most of this beautiful day. Since we're together, we might as well say, Would you be mine? Could you be mine? Won't you be my neighbor? Won't you please? Won't you please? Please won't you be my neighbor? Hi, television neighbor. I'm glad we're together again.
0: The Money Behind the Mr. Rogers empire was Mama Rogers. She passed away, I believe her name was Joanna. Passed away at 92 years of age. For one of her, there wouldn't be no Mr. Rogers, so thank you Mama Rogers for Mr. Rogers. Because Mr. Rogers was nothing but the positive. And I salute you for being able to take care of him in a way that he can uplift not only himself but his family, you, everyone associated with them, and society in general. Because at one point in time or another, whether we were the kid or whether we were the parent, we watched Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. I'm sliding back. 1959, that's the year. Playing you some of that music of the now, then, and the way back when, just like I do on Saturday mornings, 9 to noon. On our sister station, My Mix 94.3, Digging the Smash is the name of the show. This is the first hit from Motown Records, 1959. Song written by Barry Gordy Jr. Motown, happy anniversary, founded in 1959. Young man's name singing, Barrett Strong. One of the great party tunes. Here we go.
3: The best thing there.
2: But you can-
0: Pasta House salad like no other. Serious biz. I used to not know anymore, but I used to go there on Tuesday nights because like Tuesday was all the spaghetti you could eat. <laughs> and I definitely ate all the spaghetti I could eat. Love pasta house. Hey, smash with the ear, trying to turn you on to good stuff, as is always here, smash daily. Hey, we got some friends out there that are working, and they're setting up not only their work schedule for right now, but definitely in the spring, into the summer, into the warm weather. I'm talking about Jersey County Fence and Deck, jcfdonline.com, Jersey County Fence and Deck. And these guys not only build fences, not only build decks, but also will put siding on your house, also screened-in porch building last-in porch building. They know how to build. They're construction people, but they got an eye for design. So that's why their stuff always looks cool, because it's just something between your envisionment and then the touch that they put on it. I'm telling you, Dean Comer and the guys over there, they just know how to do it. But the main thing for me, beyond just the style of it all, is I saw it. Is the, tet- the attachment. This deck was on the house, and the deck was leaning because it was starting to be disattached from the the house itself because it wasn't bolted in right or something. Anyway, that's what that was. You bring in Dean Comer. You bring in Jersey County Fencing Deck. They attach a deck to the house, and that way that deck stays as strong as it was the day it was built and attached, all right? And that don't matter if the deck is a foot off the ground or 10 feet off the ground. Don't matter if a deck is a little tiny square thing on the back of your house, a big, long rectangle. It don't matter. They know how to build them. They know how to attach them. They know how to make them last a long, long time. Jersey County Fence and Deck. I'll tell you about the fences on another occasion. But if you're looking to build and you're thinking, man, in the spring, you need to start sketching them now. All information at jcfdonline.com. Smash daily. Because I am where you're at. On 1071 The Big
4: Z.
3: Radio for the Riverbend. Social.
0: Smash with you right here. Appreciate you being right there. WBGZ Radio. You're listening to 107.1 FM. The Big Z. Hey. Hmm. You know, we got the TVs around us here and everything. I'm just, you know, glancing at various things. But this Newsmax—I never seen that before. Somebody put it on Newsmax. Whatever that is. But they're doing uh, all political type stuff. You ever heard of these guys? Somebody 618 six one eight four six five. 1570. That be the number. 618 1570. COVID. Skyrocketing in the U.S. National toll is nearing 400,000. says so much of the surge is coming. Are you ready for this? From the warm states. Much of the surge is coming from the warm states. Sheesh. After a month of vaccine dosing, less than 1% of Illinois' 13 million people population, 83,000 have been fully inoculated. 25,000 per day. Governor Pritzker is looking for more vaccine shipped as soon as possible, ASAP. Shooting for 25,000 people a day. Oui. That's, uh. That's quite a goal. Hopefully we can hit that. Update nationally.
5: Biden's plan comes at a time when the nation needs all the help it can get fighting the coronavirus. More than 4,200 people in the U.S. died of COVID this past Tuesday, a new daily record high. The president-elect's plan includes a national vaccination program, setting up community vaccination sites nationwide, scaling up testing and tracing, investing in high-quality treatments, providing paid sick leave to contain the spread of the virus, and addressing health disparities. His proposals suggest investing $20 billion in a national vaccination program. Right now, much of the vaccination rollout has been left to the states, which has struggled to get vaccines into arms at a faster pace because they don't have enough money money or people. That people problem could be addressed by funding an emergency hiring for a community health worker program Biden's putting forward, aiming to cover 100,000 public health workers. That would nearly triple the country's community health workforce.
3: This would be one of the most challenging operational efforts we have ever undertaken as a nation. We'll have to move heaven and earth to get more people vaccinated, to create more places for them to get vaccinated, to mobilize more medical teams to get shots in people's arms to increase vaccine supply and to get it out the door as fast as possible.
5: His team says those people would be hired to work in their local communities, doing vaccine outreach and contact tracing in the short term and continue in public health roles long term, especially for low income and underserved communities. The president elects proposal also sets aside money for special strike teams to handle long term care facilities experiencing COVID-19 outbreaks and an additional $10 billion in manufacturing pandemic supplies like PPE and paying for researching more treatments especially for COVID long haulers. It's ambitious. Altogether, this COVID part of Biden's plan would take some $400 billion. For Newsy, I'm Lindsay Thies. wee
0: 400. Wow. That is wild. I tell you, when they sent the uh, germ soldiers over, war ain't like war used to be. War is different now. Don't get me started. Boy, wait a minute, I'm getting myself started. Got to stop. Here's kind of a cool thing, though, all right, that they're doing in Washington, D.C. Listen to this. Think about this. And wouldn't it be grand if by chance this Was available to you.
1: Some COVID 19 vaccines administered in Washington, D.C. this spring may come with a bag of weed. In an effort to encourage COVID 19 vaccines and legalize cannabis legislation, reform activist group D.C. Marijuana Justice announced a free cannabis giveaway dubbed Joints for Jabs in a press release. Forbes reports the group looks to highlight the need for further cannabis policy reform at the national and local level while bringing awareness to the importance of equitable distribution of the COVID-19 vaccine. The press release from DCMJ reads, To celebrate this momentous occasion and thank people for getting vaccinated, dozens of DC home growers will lawfully distribute free bags of cannabis outside vaccination centers as soon as the general public is able to get vaccinated. Local cannabis growers have already pledged three pounds of marijuana for the giveaways, and organizers are hoping to have amassed 5 pounds. Pounds of pot by the time the events begin.
0: I tell you, <laughs> it is a wild America we're we're living in. What they what you call it? Joints for jabs? Like you jab somebody with the the virus, and since they got the virus, they're good. They can go out into the world, do good things for people, because you can be more with people since you got the the jab. Joints for jabs. Is that what you call I don't remember. Something along those lines. Anyway, so after you get inoculated, you come on out and outside in the parking lot it's waiting some guy with a, a bag of pot. And he gives it to you. He says, thanks for, uh, you know, thanks for taking the jab because now you're better off and less a threat to society because you got jabbed. And I don't know. You know, I would... I would imagine if I was this kind of guy, if I was this kind of thinker, I'd try, you know, I'd try to make it look like I got jabbed, like you know, once an hour or something like that. I'd go home with a with a pound, and all of a sudden, I'm I'm not saying I'm happy. I'm just different. So anyway, for jabs, right there, you see, you come out of the doctor's office, you're doing the inoculation, a. By the way, here's some Colombian for you. Enjoy. Here's the problem with it. You don't know who those people are. Unless they are verified by, I guess, the government or a government body. It could be just any guy who might wind up giving you some bad stuff. And once you smoke that stuff, whoo. I don't know if you ever smoked the bad stuff, but bad stuff will mess you up. You don't want none of the bad stuff. You want the mellow. That's what you want. You just want the mellow. Now, I'm not saying that, well, okay, I tried it under scientific uh, rules at one time, right? Under a scientific watch, you want the mellow. I'm telling you, boy, I'm just looking at various things here. Eatthis.com is the name of the digital magazine. And these are places where you can get the COVID, but you don't think about it all that much. I'm going to name some of them. They gave 35 of them. I ain't got time for 35. I'm going to name some of them. Now, I got in Facebook trouble for this. Not meaning from Facebook, but from quote-unquote friends. I got in trouble because when the COVID first started, I said, don't do this. Oh, smash, you shouldn't be doing that kind of stuff. You're striking fear in the hearts of people, and you don't really know. You have no scientific evidence. Back then... They said, don't, you know, don't have dirt. wash your hands all the time. Why? Well, because one of the places that could help spread COVID that I warned people about, that I caught all kinds of S about, is when you go to the gas station, you're holding a gas pump, and you ain't got no gloves on. You just hold the gas. Who, who held the gas pump before you? And before that, and before that, and before that, all day long. You could get the COVID over there. So after I got chastised massively on Facebook, I just I just dropped it. And I thought to myself, you know, I don't need this city. I'm just telling people, hey, when you're at the gas station, you don't see nobody wearing gloves, getting the gas pump and pumping the gas into their car. They're standing there with their hand on the gas pump. Wash your hands before and after, all that stuff. I'm starting getting mad now because I was right. Yeah, don't matter. This is wild. Shopping at a farmer's market, say, is a place you could get COVID. Why? Because at a farmer's market, and I understand this, I can see this, at a farmer's market, people touch the fruit, the produce, the vegetables, they touch them. And when they touch them, they say, "Ah, I don't like this because the cucumber is a little too squishy. I don't want it. I want it a little, little, you know, stronger. So it tastes good when I'm you know, just crunching in, in, in on the salad. People touching the vegetables there. That could be a place you get COVID. The farmer's market. I love farmer's market. I can't say no more because everybody the farmer's market is going to get mad at me now. Here's another one. Going swimming. All right? Whether it be like an indoor pool, whether it be in the summer. They ain't saying the disease is going to, you know, float through the water on you or nothing like that. But when you're going swimming, you're close to people. Ain't nobody wearing masks swimming. So you got to be very, very careful. Now, here's another one. This one makes sense to me. You could possibly get the COVID at the doctor's office, at the doctor's, at the hospital. Because these folks coming in there, they're sick. They don't want to wash up or nothing like that. You're feeling bad. They ain't got time to wash their hands. Won't be laid out in that emergency room and fix me up and let me go home. Daggone So you got all kinds of people like that in the emergency room at the doctor's office in the hospital. Got to be careful. Another place I'm looking at them right here. Airports and air travel. All right. In the airports. It's just people all around. And the people who sat in the seat before you, you don't know what uh, they had on them. You know, their hands were on the armrests. Their clothes are now, if COVID-laden, part of the COVID is now on the chair. So you got to watch out for that in the airports. You got to watch out for that more than the airplane itself. The airplane's relatively all right. So everybody's got their masks on. It's an air pressure cabin. But at the airport... We got people all over the place. Watch out for the COVID. That's what they're saying here. Well, this is kind of a given. A haircut. You know, wear your mask when you're getting a haircut. Different story on a beard trim. That's why I've lost my beard. Because the, the mask has like indented my beard. And the indentation gives it a curl and a swirl. I really wasn't looking for. But it gives me kind of a, you know, Grecian, God, statue-like look to the beard, because all those guys had curly beards. Why not me? I was born there. I deserved to have a curly beard. Another, oh, this manicure. Watch out. Make sure the person across from you has washed their hands and or, you know, did the, uh, the hand sanitizer and all that. Otherwise, you never know. And you got to make sure they ain't using the same nail clippers on you they were on the person behind you, all right? Got to be careful about that. Manicure. Looking a couple more here. Going to the gym, of course. Staying at a hotel? Ah, yes. Oh, this is for real. Eating at a buffet. I worried about disease at a buffet before COVID was even around. Because you got people over there, they're all slopping all their food and everything. And they're, you know, sometimes dipping their hand, their knuckles rub on the, on the green beans. And then all of a sudden, they all grotten potatoes. they got a different look on them and everything. you got to be careful at the buffet. I love buffets. Oh, jeez. And then we'll go with one last thing. Hugging. I don't know if you're a hugger out there. You hear me? When you hug people, you're endangering them because you don't know if you got the COVID and you're spreading it because you're the hug person or the hugged person has that COVID. When you're hugging somebody also, you're usually breathing on their neck because that's how hugs go. Don't be doing that, especially if you don't know the person. Because nowadays in society, for some odd reason, people hug each other. I don't know why. A guy tried to shake my hand the other day, and I shook his hand. I washed when I got home, but I shook his hand. I shouldn't have maybe, but I shook his hand. Guy just wasn't thinking. Didn't do the elbow bump, the fist bump, any of that kind of stuff. But if you're a hugger, stop. Save your own life there, Dagon. Hey, just some tips. We're going to talk some NFL football on the backside here. All kinds of good stuff going. Hey, Jacksonville Jaguars got themselves a brand new coach. Carl Sides will be here in just a moment. Get you to the sides line.
4: Daily is everywhere. Because I
0: is where you's at. SmashDaily.com. I'm just going to tell you real, real quick, you're building anything, no matter whether it's a, a little home project all the way to building a house in a, in a subdivision, whatever it is. You're building. You need building supplies. You need building tools. You need building expertise. You need the folks who have been there since 1941, celebrating 80 years coming on here, 80 years serving the River Bend. I'm talking about Fisher Lumber, F I C H E R Fisher Lumber.com.
2: Touchdown! You gotta be a football hero to get along with the beautiful girls. You gotta be a touchdown. Get her your bed. If you wanna get a baby, you bet the fact that you are rich or handsome. Don't get you anything in her. You gotta be a football
0: Now for the sides line, Carl Sides is going to join us in just a moment here. Here is the word out of Jacksonville—they got themselves a brand new
3: coach. Urban Meyer is his name. What made this job the right job for you to get back into coaching, not just in coaching, but the move to the National Football League? Yeah, it had to be perfect. It was something that uh, this was not a knee-jerk reaction. This is something that uh, uh, I've been studying for a long time—not necessarily this job, but just the NFL in in particular and. In, uh, uh, then this one, you know, the opportunity presented itself, and whether it's watching film, whether it's uh, studying the roster, whether it's understanding the salary cap, what we have available to us, the number one pick, uh, the fact that I love Jacksonville. You know, I've spent a lot of time in Florida. And my family loves it here, and then. You know, quite honestly, Duval and 904 deserve a, a chance to go win. And I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna hire people that want to help the Jaguars win and do the very best. It'd be nothing the greater to see this place explode with uh, a great team when it's when it's loud and rowdy. This is a place to be for sure. How about your conversations with Shad Khan, Jaguars owner? How were they, and how excited are you to work with Mr. Khan? You know, I've known I've known Shad Khan for a while. He's a Big Ten guy. He's an Illinois guy. I Can't remember last time I or the first time I met him. Uh, But I remember last year at the Super Bowl we talked, he wants to win, and I'm gonna push every button available to uh, make sure, first of all, we're gonna treat our players, not good, we're gonna treat our players great. We're gonna love them, we're gonna grind them, but they're gonna be treated great. And how do you treat them great? You give them the best of the best, and then also you surround them with an elite staff, and that's what I'm gonna do. Coach, what can we expect from an Urban Meyer-led Jacksonville Jaguars football organization? Well, I'm going to give you the coach speak, and that's we're going to play really hard. And that's kind of been our trademark over the years. And yes, it's different. Professional is different. I've, you know, I've, you're know, you coaching grown men as opposed to college guys. I've had, uh, obviously, our share of NFL players in the college ranks. So I just the expectation level, I think great leaders have a high expectation level, never let it drop. And so we have high expectation for uh, what we would expect out of our players and coaches. And uh, number one thing is, you know, I call four to six A to B, and it's going to be just go as hard as you can. You're in the building now. I'm sure you're ready to get to work. So, what's next on your checklist? It's staff. Yep. Uh, it's uh, it's it's going to be a uh, seven day a week, 24 hour. We're going to get, and I've already started. I mean, I've, I've been working on that all day. And uh, the good thing is the interest level on the outside because it is a. You know, I've heard that this is the best job available, and I've heard that from many people. I, you know, I don't know the other ones very well, uh, but I would agree that this is a great opportunity. Congratulations and welcome. Appreciate Thanks, it, brother.
0: I would agree that's a great opportunity, not only for Jacksonville Jaguars and the city of Jacksonville, but I think it's kind of cool that uh, Urban Meyer is in the pros in the NHL, in the NHL, and the NFL. Carl Sides, what do you think about that whole deal?
4: Well, there is no better option. Yeah. Um, you, you're coming into your, your, your first, I guess, exploration into the pro football mm-hmm. from college. Yeah. You're going to a team with the first overall pick. Seventy-two million dollars in cap space, nice. and I think they have twelve or thirteen picks in this draft. Yeah, so you're going to be able to build your team, surround yourself with, you know, design it the way you want it. And he's going to surround himself with pro coaches. Yeah. Um. Right now, I'm hearing Scott Linehan, who is really? a coach for the Cowboys and yeah. the Rams, right. as his offense coordinator, mm-hmm. and Mark Schlereth. Mm. Lineman and yeah. an analyst for ESPN right. is looking like he might be the uh, offensive line coach. Wow.
0: That's a big dude, too, man. Huh. Yeah,
4: Beautiful. See? Stinks a nice guy. I've met him in yeah. many times.
0: I tell you what, man, I'm just excited about the whole thing because Urban Meyer I always liked him as a coach. And uh, for him to come on into the NFL, that brings an excitement, especially to a city like Jacksonville really ain't had nothing to be excited for. Forever, you know, so this might be, well, yeah, uh, they something. are
4: excited because, yeah. season tickets, uh, deposits are flying in. Oh, but I've had a, three people call me from down there yeah. and let me know that they're everyone's ecstatic and everyone's buying season tickets, right? On.
0: Let me throw you, uh, this little clip from Jalen Ramsey, I guess, bad mouthing the Seahawks. See if you know anything about it. Uh, here it comes, about 20 seconds. <laughs> they can take their hats and t shirts to Cabo. <laughs> they can keep the cigars, too. They can keep, they can keep they little hat it's in their little t-shirt. They can go to Cabo the rest of the OC. That's after the Rams beat them last weekend. The Seahawks talking about the Seahawks. Uh, what was that whole story? Do you know? Yeah, I do.
4: What um, a- after the Seahawks won the second game in, in the during the season and clinched the division, the Seahawks had their you know their division champion hats and t-shirts they're handing out on the field and they were they had cigars and they did a little really? post game video I on I think it was on Twitter or YouTube yeah. where they were smoking cigars celebrating beating the Rams. My so way. what did that do? That just fired up the Rams. Sure. So they roll in during the playoffs yeah. and just waste them. Yeah. And now they're they're continuing on Seattle is on vacation, so Jalen Ramsey, I guess, being a travel agent, suggested maybe they should go check out Cabo. <laughs> right on, that's good.
0: Well, let's uh, let's talk uh, the games. If you know, you know who's playing who. I ain't got it on the top of my mind. Who's playing who? Who has the edge to victory? Let's put it that way, Carl, because you know football.
4: Okay, well, we'll start off on Saturday at three thirty. Yep. When the LA Rams roll into Lambeau Field and Green Bay. This one I had Green Bay winning yeah. by about seven. Now it's a toss-up because yep. the left tackle for the Packers has tested positive for right. COVID, right. and we don't know how many other people are going to pop a positive test before this game kicks off on Saturday. So this one I'm actually now leaning toward the Rams.
0: Uh-huh. You know I got a feeling that uh, it could go the Rams' way also because they should have been Super Bowl champions. Of what a couple years ago when when uh, who they play? The Patriots, I think. And, uh, yeah, and it was, it was. they're back. Go That's ahead. all I'm saying. I'm just saying the Rams are back. So I wouldn't be surprised. Well,
4: yeah, McVeigh was on the first time on a big stage and he yeah. got, you know, basically shell shocked. Yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah. now he's been there, done that. And now he's actually going against his old offense coordinator. So it lines up good for the Rams.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Hey, um, what other games we got coming? we got uh, temp, uh,
4: we got Baltimore Temp. We've Baltimore rolling into Buffalo for oh. the night game on Saturday. That's going to be something um, to see. And I'm leaning toward Baltimore yeah. because Buffalo used to ride on their defense. Yeah. They had trouble stopping Indianapolis last week.
0: Yeah, that's right.
4: And Phillip Rivers. So I'm thinking they're going to have trouble catching uh, – Jackson yeah. is a mobile quarterback who's also slinging it down the field. Yeah. High power offense, good defense on, on Baltimore. This one's going to be a field goal to decide, it. and I'm thinking Justin Tucker's the best kicker in the league, so Baltimore might win this one.
0: I wouldn't be surprised at that either. Let's go to the Sunday games. What you got?
4: Uh, Sunday morning we have the mighty Kansas City Chiefs. Yep hosting the, the, the Who Let the Dogs Out, Dog Pound, Cleveland Browns. Right. This one, Kansas City's going to roll.
0: You would think so. You know,
4: yeah. yeah Mahomes, rested, week off, all those weapons, and they have a way of turning it on. Yeah. So they, I have a feeling they're going to win this one by 10.
0: And then who plays uh, Sunday uh, afternoon late? The Legends game.
4: Oh, that would be Tom Brady ah, versus right. Drew Brees down in right. Nolan. That's right. That's right. And uh, the Saints will beat Brady for the third time this season. Yeah. Um, You know, they've averaged about 35 points against the Tampa Bay defense, and that's going to continue. I have a feeling this one's going to be about 35 to maybe 22.
0: 35 to 22. All right, we'll see. I don't uh, disagree with any of those. I would never uh... – uh, challenge you on this because they all make sense. Let me ask you about uh, these coaching uh, changes. We talked about Urban Meyer a little bit ago. We got about a minute left here. There's another new coach in the NFL over on the New York City side, right?
4: Yeah, the Jets hired defensive coordinator from the San Francisco 49ers, Robert Salah. Yeah. Another one of these young and up and coming guys. Great defensive coach. Uh, hopefully, he can get some uh, people around him to booster that offense and make the Jets at least come, you know, Contendable. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just eight and eight would be an improvement there. Also, breaking news Arthur Smith, the heir apparent to the FedEx fortune. Yeah. Uh, he was the offensive coordinator for the Tennessee Titans. Yeah. Just signed as a coach in Atlanta.
0: Whoa, really? Wow. That's kind of surprising to me. You?
4: Not really. It's that area down there. He's familiar with it. Yeah. And uh, I think that Arthur Blank was courting him from the get go. Yeah. The, the teams I'm concerned about smash are Philadelphia and Los Angeles Chargers. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling they're going to be the wallflowers and last ones to the dance. Yeah, and have to pick from the scraps. Uh
0: huh. That's wild to think that the uh, the rest of the guys are just scraps. When you, especially when you got to pick them. But uh, whatever the case may be, we'll see what happens Monday. We'll do this again, right on, Carl.
4: Sounds good, man. You have got a great to. weekend. All Enjoy right, the football. Too. See what
0: happens on the football game. <laughs>
4: You gotta be a
2: football hero to get along with the beautiful girls. You gotta be a touchdown. Get a bet. If you wanna get a baby to bet the fact that you are rich or handsome, won't get you anything in curse. You gotta be a football
3: hero to get along with the beautiful